0: Hello and welcome to the Winging It podcast, episode 9, New Zealand. Yeah, New Zealand's always mentioned in the top three, four, five places to visit in the world. Um, and it definitely is in mine as a recommendation. So today I'm just going to discuss my experience there. Um, I spent a year there um, doing a bit of work, a bit of travel with Emma as well. But I also visited there for a month in 2013. Um, and they're both completely different types of experiences and they both have their values. So I'm going to give you a bit of um, information for them and what I recommend. And also hopefully you can get inspired to get to New Zealand when they open back up. So New Zealand, there's I've experienced two ways of travelling and there's kind of like pros and cons of both. So the first time I went in 2013, I went on the Kiwi Experience so for guys who don't know this, this is like a almost like a hop-on, hop-off bus service. Um, it's, I'd say it's a party bus. Yeah, definitely is. And um, it's some good times to be had, and it's in a group format, so the bus would have 20, 30 people on it. And if you tend to all get along, you'll kind of stay together throughout North and South Ireland. And when we went, me and Mike, we booked onto the Funky Chicken route. Um, which you can see on their website, QEExperience.com, and it's around probably six to seven hundred pounds. Um, but it's valid for a year, so you could probably possibly do two months at the start. Uh, sorry, two weeks at the start, and then maybe do two weeks later down the line, or you can just do it all in one go, and um, you can start anywhere and finish anywhere. Um, it's also a hop on hop off so if you decide that you like a place that much that you want to stay a bit extra you can rebook your spot on the next bus that comes in a couple of days time so there's that option as well if you're not too fussed with staying with the same people and i actually generally found that it's actually a pretty decent bus um it gives you discounts on all the activities that you might want to do you know the classics like skydiving bungee jumps um also like uh parks access to trails and um, hostels as well they give you first come first serve base prices because i guess i know you're definitely coming in on that route and it's pretty um stress-free and flexible and easy travel um so i would say the age group for this bus if i was to have a, have a guess at this it's definitely from 18 to 30 i think if you're even if you're pushing late 20s you're you're going to start to feel old and that bus is a lot of backpackers, a lot of um, gap year students and a lot of young minded backpackers as well. The drivers are pretty cool. Um, we had a couple um, for one for North Island, one for South Island. The one on North Island was called Dave. Um, absolutely great guy. Very interesting character. Has a lot of knowledge about New Zealand and the places that we went to. Um, he did get in a bit of trouble on our trip. He took us to his viewpoint to look at a, a lake in. Uh, this is like near Hot Water Beach up there. Um, I think it's actually a slight bit north of Taupo actually. So we went from Hot Water Beach to Taupo, and it's just north of Taupo. And he's like, "Okay, I've got this route here where it's away from the tourists, and if we take a little trail hike up, you can get a real good view of this uh, waterfall and this lake." So fair enough, cool. We'll do that. So we all hopped off the bus and we all walked up. And as you walk up the trail, um, there are some steps there, so it's not too bad. You get to the top, and it's like a corner, so it's got some wooden fencing there. And Dave was like, Right, I'm gonna sit here on the corner of the edge, and I'll take the cameras and I'll take the photo in the, in the great spot that you can get the waterfall behind and the, the river and stuff. So, one by one, we queued up, we all gave our, our cameras and our phones. And I was towards the back, I was maybe like second or third last. And before me, there was this girl, and she had uh, just an all stock camera. And says, "I can, I can really like see what happened here, and it's like, it's like a scene out of the Ashes when someone drops a catch." But as she gave him the camera, he had a few left over. I think mine and obviously Mike's was, were left to do. And by the way, there's a full straight, like you know, a meter, meter two meters to the right. It's straight down to the, to the river and a waterfall. And um, he sort of grabbed the camera, and he must have just been worried about how he was sitting, or maybe holding another one, and he sort of fumbled it went up, it went down, across and I could see the horror on the girl's face and as he tried to recuperate it and tried to grab it it just tumbled over the side of the edge into the water and this girl just burst out into tears and I was like, oh my god, what has he done and he just said oh, I'm really sorry, like, I just dropped it I'm sorry, but there's actually nothing else he could have done unless he, I don't know, jumped in which would be an absolute suicide so she was bursting out crying and me and Mike had to like console her I'm like, oh my gosh, she's like, Oh, I've been travelling for three or four months and all my photos are on that on that camera, I've not backed them up. And we're like, Oh my god. Um, Dave felt a bit bad. Anyway, so he, he carried on, he took mine and Mike's photo and as of a big group, word starts to get around that um yeah, cameras fallen into the waterfall. But he was ready to go to the next stop, um, to crack on, but some of the people in the bus were like, no, we're not going to do that. We're going to grab our snorkeling gear and our bathing suits and we're going to try and recuperate the um, the camera further down the, down the river. So I think five or six of them went out um, to try and get this camera back. I mean, they had no chance. I mean, they might get lucky, but we all knew it was kind of a... No way it's going to happen. But yeah, they went went about 45 minutes to an hour. We sort of sat in the bus waiting, like, oh, I wonder what the hell are they getting on? And then they sort of gave up. Hour later, couldn't find it. And this girl was just, you know, just down all day crying and in a real bad head but had to crack on but it's just that scene when he fumbles the camera i mean it's looking back it's harsh on her but the way he fumbled it it was just a bit a bit funny really but um and then he made a point with you know he tried to almost shift the blame and it's a bit harsh really but he was saying well you trust me with your camera and if something happens i'll apologize but it's not fully my fault um it didn't go down too well with some of the backpackers on the bus Anyway, so Dave was actually a really good lad. Um, other than that, that little mishap, and then the, the driver for the South Island was Bridget, and she was okay. Um, she took us to the spots. wasn't quite as enthusiastic as Dave. So with this bus ticket for Q Experience, you get to change it as many times as you want. Um, guaranteed reservations at accommodation, um, and also you get best price guarantee on activities. So it's a really good way to travel, and it's also stress free because you're in a group. Um, everyone does the same thing, goes to the same places. Um, so, yeah, if you fancy that sort of travel, um, get on that. It's always available. There's always bookings for this because it's such a popular activity in New Zealand. It's a big green bus. Everyone knows it. Um, I also think they can maybe do small, smaller tours as well. But um, that's the main thing to do there. So we started in Auckland um, and we decided to end in Queenstown. Um, But then we changed our mind because we're like, oh, we've got to fly out of Auckland to our next place, which would have been Fiji. So we actually changed our mind and wanted to go back to Auckland. So we've done like a full circle. And um, yeah, it's it's ticks off um, some really good places. I can rattle off some places if you'd like. um, that I was going to mention um, in some of my favourite spots um, in the podcast, but I'll mention some now. So they sort of go around to Auckland to Hot Water Beach. Now, Hot, Hot Water Beach is great. Um, it's this really weird um, place where you have the beach, um, and which has got seawater obviously, but it's very close to some hot volcanic water. So, what you do is you get your spade and you dig like this mix of cold and hot water together and create this like sauna type um, environment. And people get their bathing suits out and crack on with that. So, I found Hot Water Beach also the first place as a group you sort of really get to know each other and get to know who's on the bus. Um, so that's great. And also it links into Cathedral Cove. Um, it's just further up in the Coromandel. So this is like northwest of the north, uh, northeast of the North Island, sorry. And um, the Cathedral Cove has like a little trail down to the beach. It's got that classic like archway. You've always seen the photos where it goes out to sea and you can look through the gap and take a photo, etc. So that's a great way um, to go and see that. And it, then it forwards onto Waitomo Caves. So um, there you can see some glowworms, um which is worth doing. It's quite a famous thing in New Zealand. And then it makes its way down to Wellington really via Taupo and Rotorua. Rotorua. Um I, At Taupo, I actually done a skydive, and I would highly recommend it. So um, one morning, I think four or five of us hopped off, um, got to 16,000 feet and jumped off the plane, done about 45 minutes free diving or free falling, so straight down, and then it takes about 10-15 minutes just gliding through the sky and you can see like a panoramic view of all Taupo Lake and the township and also just the mountains around it it's a really cool thing to do if you're not afraid of heights uh, Taupo is about the size of Singapore actually so it's quite a decent sized lake and then it sort of like hops down and there's this a really weird experience actually I wasn't going to mention it but I will now to River Valley um, it's, it's mainly there I guess for horse riding and some water rafting um, I don't do horse riding and I'm not creative water so it's kind of for me it was just a chill out place unbelievable bracky there like the biggest English breakfast you'll find um, you say it's this like cottage place and it's in the middle of nowhere you have to get you have to, you have to drive down and back up it's in a valley it's got rivers it's got greenery there's no one about it's a really cool place to stay so it's called River Valley um, and it's like a lodge so that's great then you make your way down to Wellington Wellington I'm going to go into detail because I stayed there for the majority of my trip on the second time round um, yeah, which is obviously the capital an actually gateway to the South Island and then it, it cuts through Abel Tasman all the way through the west coast to Franz Josef um, and Franz Josef is worth doing because of the, of the glacier there um, at the time that we went I think you can still do this now you can pop in the helicopter with your pickaxe uh, get up to Franz Josef Glacier and then sort of like hike through the cracks of the ice in the glacier it's a really cool thing to do. Helicopter ride is awesome as well, and they've got some hot pools there to chill out afterwards and talk about the day. A lot of people stay there extra, actually. Uh, Franz Josef is such a cool place to stay. Um, it's a really small town, but the, the scenery is just incredible. Um, we had a great little five-a-side match there. Um, it's just like the, the incredible background was, was pretty cool. And then you sort of st- start to make your way down through the Haast Pass, um, which is something we mentioned later, um, through to Wanaka and Queenstown, and queenstown is obviously a place to go because it's a great parties and a high adrenaline place you can do your luging you can do skydiving paragliding um, bungee jumps and um, some people got off to do the bungee jump there the nevis bungee which is a classic one and also this is by lake and it's got great views it's just an awesome place to be um they call it a millionaire's playground because this is so much to do very backpacker orientated um so there's a lot of um Nationalities there, getting boozed up most of the time. Um, But it's a cool place to be if you're young and want a bit of a party. So from there, we sort of made our way back up to Auckland um, via the East Coast. I think we stopped off in Kaikoura, actually, uh, on the East Coast, which I'll come to later. And then made our way back up to Auckland to fly out. So as a group, we all got on really well. I met some great friends. I'm still friends with them now, still keeping contact. And uh, there's some stories that we... Was created during our time there? Um, I met some great guys called Chris, uh, Elliot, um, Will as well, and Tristan. These guys were like up for rugby lads, and Chris is a football lad, and we just like watched a bit of sport, went and saw the Hurricanes play in Wellington, um, all that sort of stuff. And yeah, I would really highly recommend the Kiwi experience if you're looking for that sort of vibe. And the best thing that we did that well, one of the best nights that we had. And it's called the Pooh Party. It's in the North Island. It's by Lake Mahanapua. I think I pronounced it right. Could be wrong. And it's this like small pub that's been ran for like 100, 110 years. And this guy, he's actually died two weeks before he arrived, actually. So it's pretty unlucky, but he was pretty old at the time. Um, he would hold this fancy dress night, I think most nights of the week. And he would also wait for the Kiwi Bus to arrive to really get into it. And this night was just a yeah, fancy dress. I think we had bin bags. That was our thing. So we had to dress as bin bags with the letter P. Um, so that was our sort of like, what do we do there? Um, and then we started creating all these costumes and then started getting boozed up. And then we went to the um, bar and sort of like play pool, drinking games, um, dancing. It's like a little disco place there as well. And you stay in these, like, little hostel dorms, like, like, four-bed dorms. And you just get really boozed up and have a great party there. It's such a, a unique experience. Um, so if you want that type of party with a bit of fancy dress, a bit of, a bit of drinking games, and a bit of other stuff, crack on. Right. Second way to travel New Zealand is by campervan. So we rented a campervan uh, in Auckland when we first got there in 2017 and we rented a spaceship one which is like a kind of a big car um, not like an RV type thing and it had a fridge and it had a good bed and a lot of storage Um, but I would actually looking back uh, that's an easy way to do it just go and book your van for for three, four, five, six weeks whatever your plan is but I would actually if you can buy a second hand camper van or RV um, make sure it's you know, decent and it actually works. And then drive around and then sell it because you'd save money. Because the money that we spent on the van wasn't too cheap with spaceship, but um, you don't get it back. Right? There's, there's no chance of getting some of it back. So I would recommend that um, Yeah, you buy your own one if you can. And I think Auckland's quite, probably quite a, place, a good place to do it because there's so much choice there and so many people there start their um, trip there. So I would advise that. And I've got some great roads, um, for campervan trips because you have so much flexibility. Um, it's a camping lifestyle. You can stay anywhere that you want to. Um, you can also plan ahead, but there's also the spontaneity if you don't want to plan. And there's some great roads that you should do, um, north and south islands that I would recommend. Um, so here we're gonna, I'm gonna recommend some good, uh, good roads. So from Greymouth to Queenstown, which is via Franz Joseph. You go along the west coast of South Island, but you go through the Haas Pass, and it's up and through this um, mountain valley, if you like, and it's great views of mountains as you make your way up and then down on the way to Queenstown. We also drove from Invercargill to Dunedin, and it goes through the Cat- Catlins National Park. It's right at the bottom, southeast of the South Island. Um, and it's like rolling green hills all the way. Not very big roads either. It's a really cool... Um, experience when they get down there. Um, Invercargill itself is not probably the best place to go in New Zealand, but Dunedin's a cool place. Um, Dunedin is um very Scottish influence, and it's a bit of a uni town as well. It's got a younger vibe. But it's a cool um, place to stay. It's a bit cold, but um, yeah, I would highly recommend that place. The classic road from Lake Tekapo via Twizel to Wanaka, you get Mount Cook, you get two lakes in one, you get that classic you probably see in New Zealand road trips of that road that sort of like winds around the lake we've done that a few times and it's highly recommended you do that especially on a good day unbelievable we also um, during our year in New Zealand drove from Nelson um, to Kaikoura well I guess yeah coming from the South Island basically go off the ferry and go, you go left um, but down to Kaikoura it was destroyed by an earthquake when we went and they're kind of rebuilding it but the road um, hugs the sea, and it's just a coastal road, and it's unbelievable views, um, which I would highly recommend. And then we get to Kaikoura, you can do some whale watching as well. In the North Island, uh, a couple of roads. Um, we drove from Auckland to Cape Rainer, Um We also veered off from Kaiho- Kaikahui to Amapiri. Sorry if my pronunciation is awful. Um, so Kaikoura to Amapiri is... On the Twelve Road, and it goes left. Um, but I just seem to recall like some great viewpoints there of um, some of the Ninety Mile Beach and some of the surrounding towns. Very small town area, like no big towns, um, and it's got like a very thin bit of land, so you could probably see three sixty degree um, some water and some mountains and stuff. So that's a cool road, and also the road from Mount Manganui up to the Hot Water Beach. That's a cool one as well, sort of going into the Coromandel on the east coast of of the North Island. Um, so, yeah, that's a couple of roads that I would plan to go on if you can, if you do both islands. When we um, done our road trip, we done two 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 and a half weeks on North Island and the same again on the South Island. So we done, I think we've done about six in total um, across the board. And I think three weeks on each island is a good way to start, um, if you have that time. But if I was to do it again with no time constraint, I would spend a month on each. That'd be a pretty good time to check out those cool areas. So, yeah, campervan also, um, we went in the late, latter part of the year going into the summer. So it wasn't too cold. It's pretty decent. Um, just bear in mind, it's the opposite season. So if you go British summer, it's going to be there winter. And I imagine if you get down to South Island, it's going to be pretty cold. So bear that in mind. So the best months to maybe go and do a road trip probably be like October through to February. It'll be pretty decent. Uh, annoyingly, you're going to get bitten by sand flies. That seems to be a bit of a problem in New Zealand. So these guys are like slow mosquitoes, if you like. If you see a sand fly on your hand, you just bash it and you kill it. But they're just notoriously making you itchy all the time. Um, I don't even know why they bite you. But just bear that in mind for the summer. Uh, and also, there's some great beaches in the summer to go and, go and um, explore, but I'll come to that in a minute with my favourite spots. Um, so, yeah, they're my two experiences of travelling in New Zealand, different types. Um, I would say, arguably, Kiwi Experience more for younger clientele, van, a bit more experience, got a bit more money, um, probably best way to go and do that. Okay, so next I'm going to do some favourite spots, um, which I've already mentioned some on the Kiwi Experience. Um, but I mentioned Lake Taupo, so then the skydive there. You can do some activities on the lake. Quite a sm- nice small town. That's in the North Island. So I'm doing North Island first. I mentioned Time Road Caves with the glow worms. Near there, there's also um, a Maori village experience, um, which is worth doing. Um, you get to like, play some games, learn some language, have a huge roast. Unbelievable. They have this thing called a hangi, So um, they cook their roast uh, meat, a lot of meat, and also their roast potatoes and veg in this underground oven if you like sort of cover it like a door with some coal at the bottom of it it's awesome unbelievable a bit of a smoky taste but unreal uh, I have mentioned Hot Water Beach and Cathedral Cove it's definitely worth doing Mount Manganui we spent a bit of time there and I love that place it's got a really chilled vibe it's on the east coast um, you can do a great hike up Mount Manganui and it looks over the coast um, and it's, it seems to be decent weather there good sunshine there and there's also up and coming I think it's got some jobs coming up there so it's a good place to work if you're going to stay a year. Um, and also. Um, I found that. Just a general vibe. Was pretty easy going. Um, so would highly recommend that. But further south of that is Napier. Um, known for its wine region. So you can go do some wine tours and stuff. Um, I think we went to Mission Estate. I think it's called. That's a huge one down there. Um, I think I was driving. And Emma was doing all the wine tasting. And she was loving it. Um, and Napier as a. As a place, as Art Deco, so it's got that Art Deco vibe, and it's built all that all that way, so it's quite small buildings and stuff. But you can book a lot of wine tours there, and there's so many options, it just depends what what your budget is. So I would highly recommend that as a place to nip to. Wellington, of course, going to come further onto that. Um, the capital in the south of the North Island, um, I'm going to go into detail later. And also Egmont National Park, so if you go west to Mount Taranaki, um, it's routinely used in a lot of Japanese based films because it looks like mount fuji and you can get some real good shots of it on a clear day um, so the surrounding areas it's, it's like a road all around the mountain it's got some little villages there but some great viewpoints of that mountain and i believe you can also hike it we were going to go and hike some of it for a couple of days but it absolutely pissed down the rain so we didn't bother in the end um, but that's a pretty cool place to go and check out as well um so that's north Island in a nutshell i mean obviously you've got auckland and I spent a bit of time in Auckland, but I never really checked out fully because it's just a big town, a big city, and you've got the classic stuff to do there. It's just a working city, and I don't think um, there's too much to do in the city, if I'm honest, from what I remember. So, um, you want to get out and then you know, go north and, and west and get get to the countryside. Favorite spots in the South Island, um, Abel Tasman National Park is an absolute must. So, as you jump on the ferry, and you arrive, um, you kind of have to go either, either like left or right. Um, uh, and we went right. And if you go right, you go towards Nelson. And you head towards Abel Tasman National Park. And you can do some hikes there. I think they're ranging from one to five-day hikes. You can park your car, do a five-day hike, and get the boat back um, to where you started. We aimed on a one-day hike. Went and saw a place called Goat Bay. Unbelievable um, scenes on there. Um, some great beaches um, as you hike through the woodland, and it's quite a popular route as well. Um, and also Nelson is the sunniest place in New Zealand, so if you like the sun and then guaranteed a bit of warmth, good place to base yourself for a job. am not sure job opportunities there, what, what there is, um, but it is a city, so it's, you know, it's not small, um, but it's worth checking out for sure. Uh, on the west coast, we stayed on our road trip. Um, with the camper van, a place called Gentle Annie's Seaside Um Camping Spot. Um we actually spent a bit of time there for uh, New Year's um with Craig and Becky, uh, our friends. And we had a bit of a funny night um with their sort of like pizza oven that they have and making pizzas and having some booze and then singing with the interesting locals. The west coast is a bit strange, it's a bit derelict. Because it used to be mining. So it used to be gold mines. All that sort of stuff. Small towns. Not many people live there anymore. Um It's almost been forgotten about. But this Gentle Annie's is just off the beaten track. And it took like 15-20 minutes on a gravel path to get there. And uh the view's spectacular. Like you've got the, the mountains behind you. You've got the sea to your left. And it's just a pretty incredible view. Um But it absolutely pissed down one day when we arrived. Um, they've got a great cafe chill out place there as well do great um food and cakes and stuff so we didn't really know what it looks like in terms of the area because it's just so rainy we didn't want to go out but the morning of new year's day when you've got to have a look it's like wow yeah that's pretty incredible so um that's definitely worth a visit it's called gentle annie's that place uh further down the west coast Franz joseph Glacier. i've mentioned um definitely one of my favorite things i've done in new zealand um, on the East Coast, we've got Kaikoura, and you can do some whale watching now. Obviously, I said that the road was destroyed by the earthquake, but it's now open, so crack on with that. And um, we saw some blue whales, I think some humpback whales, some dolphins, all that game. Uh, as you go further south, um, the scenery gets even more spectacular. And I mentioned some lakes before, but Lake Pukaki is the is the classic one with Mount Cook um, on a clear day you've got a real pristine blue lake with the mountains in the background so that's a real cool place to go and check out I mentioned queenstown just a fair extend than queenstown you've got um Ferg burger which is probably the best place well one of the best places in the world to get a burger absolutely huge size of a plate um I dread to think how much calories in one of those but um it's constantly popular like throughout the whole day and night it opens to all I don't know if it's 24-7, but it's pretty close. Um, people on a night out, go and queue there at 3am to get their burger. Um, so that's a pretty cool thing to go and check out. There's also a rival called Devil's Burger. I thought just as good and a little bit cheaper. Um, that's worth checking out. They've also got some great night spots. Um, they've got the World's End Bar. I think it's been rebuilt now because it got, got closed due to a fire. Um, I think you can go and like drink, some, drink out of teapots there. remember I had a night out drinking out of teapots and... Weird cocktails and stuff, and there's also a load of bars, and there's a casino there as well um, around the town, so no short option. There's a nice bar as well, you can get some cool, excuse the pun, cool drinks in a cool place in an ice bar, so that's pretty good. And further on in South Island, uh, Milford Sound is obviously a classic, um, you have to get lucky there because 300 days of the year it rains. We got lucky with no rain, so we had a boat ride. And you're sort of just going this boat all the way through the Sound. It's really peaceful. No signal. You're in the middle of nowhere, pretty much, on the edge of New Zealand, bottom left, when you look at the map. So Milford Sound is definitely a place to check out as well. And it's a pretty decent drive from... the it Tiano? Uh, I think it is. Through to Milford Sound. Um, you go through the, the mountains and stuff. So they're definitely worth checking out. So Wellington as a place... Um, where to live in Wellington? Let's start let's start here. So assuming that you're, you've got a work visa, um, you want to stay in New Zealand for a year, um, I would highly recommend Wellington as a place to get um, started with. Um, I'm going to say, and obviously a bit biased here, because there's a place I really stay for a length of time, but it's the best city in New Zealand, hands down. Um, you've got access to the South Island, real close access. Um, you've got abundance of jobs, a lot of government jobs there. And also... Um, the scenery of Wellington is just unbelievable. Um, the only thing is it's a bit windy. If you can deal with that, you'll be fine. So where to live in Wellington? Um, it's, a, it's a strange place. You've got the, the flat bit in the middle, and then you've got the hills either side. Depends if you want to walk up hills all the time. If you don't, stick to the flat bit. We stayed in the Mount Cook area, which just starts to get a bit hilly, but down the middle near the basin, the cricket ground, it's just I was about a five-minute walk from there. Um That's a cool place to be. And T-Arrow, which is like basically central Wellington. There's some good little, like, maybe house shares on the edge of those places. And Thorndon, which is near where the government buildings are at the back, near the flat bit, as if you go out of Wellington north. Um, There's some good places there as well. Best cafes. I love my coffee. Um, I'll probably do an episode of coffee because I love it that much. And this is hard to even pick um, just a few cafes, but if you love your coffee and you want a place to chill out and have a brunch and a coffee these are the places I'm going to recommend Um, on Courtney Place Sweet Mother's Kitchen so this does Supreme Coffee um, which is a New Zealand based coffee brand Uh, I love Supreme Coffee it's probably my favourite coffee in New Zealand and Sweet Mother's Kitchen does great food Um, it's definitely worth checking out for their fries and their sandwiches and it's got a real cool vibe it's got um, almost a 60s vibe I'd say um, it's got like some stickers on the walls and like people sighing stuff and all this um, yeah that's on Courtney Place just at the edge near Cambridge Terrace uh, we have Fidel's Cafe um, which is on Cuba Street I think and um, it does Havana Coffee um, it's another popular brand in, in, in Wellington um, I love Havana Coffee um, I used to work um, in one of the uh, government buildings that had a cafe downstairs that done Havana Coffee and Daily used to drink that sort of stuff um, which goes on to my, probably my favourite café of all, Midnight Espresso, which is on Cuba Street as well, at the top. They serve Havana coffee, but they're a vegan restaurant as well. Unbelievable vegan food. Even if not vegan, go and check it out. It's definitely worth it. They might do some dairies, they might be vegetarian, not just vegan. I can't recall, but definitely vegan. And they do Havana coffee as well. It's got a cool vibes. Not many seats in there, because it's quite a small place, but um, a lot of people um, sort of like wait to get in there, so definitely check that out uh, another of, of, one of my favourite coffees is Good Fortune Coffee and that's sold at Laundry Cafe again I think that's on Cuba Street um, at near Midnight Espresso actually but Good Fortune Coffee is another, another one of my favourites you can get in, in Wellington and they have some other locations but they're actually based in Lower Hutt which is um, the next town as you get out of Wellington going north um, but they've got a few cafes in Wellington that do their coffee so, they're probably my recommendations, but I've, I've been to somebody cast there. If you want to know more, just give me a shout and I can tell you some more. Spots to see in Wellington um, Mount Victoria Lookout is a classic. Sort of like to the right, to the east. Um, get your hiking boots up. Just about a 20 minute walk straight up. No messing around. But the view of the Wellington is unreal. A bit further south than that, towards the airport, you've got Point dorset which looks out to the south I and mean, you're going to get a view of um the sea but on a good day you can probably get a view of the south island and the mountains it's pretty cool um quite far away but yeah you can see the snow mountains from there uh, lyle bay um towards the airport but not quite that far um it's at the bottom of the flat bit really that has a great cafe called the surf cafe and they just do unbelievable brunch and coffee there but it's a surfing place so Um, A lot of surfers go there um, to do some good surfing, I guess. (laughs) Uh, Botanical Gardens, which is sort of like um, in the hills near the government buildings. You can get up there and get a view um, of Wellington. The classic thing to do is get the tram up there, which I think even students today, they get a tram up there because their halls are up there. But the classic photo of Wellington when you've got the the red tram overlooking the city is up there. So if you want to go and check that out, go and do it. The Basin, which is a cricket ground. If you love your cricket, get down there. It's a real cool, cool ground. I didn't actually get to ma- man- uh, manage to watch any cricket there, unfortunately, but um I lived so close to, so I probably saw it every day. And then you have got the classic um, government buildings, but one's called the Beehive, as where Justin Nardin does her thing. And also, last thing is Wetter Cave. If you're a bit of a um, yeah film buff, I guess, go and check out that um, to work. Um, Wellington is dominated by um, government jobs so I have a few agencies here if you want to know I've got a few jobs through GBL um, recruitment they have some contracts with the government um, I think they're the biggest actually in terms of contracts um, if you need any contact information just let me know and I can chuck you over some emails but they do um, you know, typical admin jobs um, etc uh, h2r which is the i got a job my last job there through them uh, actually went as a temp part time and then i managed to get a permanent contract in the end and that was pretty cool and i loved that job that was with uh, the ministry of business innovation and employment got to sort some high level i guess they're confidential emails that i couldn't tell anyone because i had to forward them on to any big wigs in the organization so um that's a pretty cool job and then Madison Recruitment got me a few days' work as well. They're pretty decent for admin jobs. In general, Wellington is a lifestyle. Um, it's got a big rugby culture. The Hurricanes play there, if you like your rugby. Um, hurricanes got some New Zealand internationals. I think the Barrett brothers grew up in Wellington, so they used to play for them. I think they still do. Um, so you've got those type of um, sporting activities. And also the cricket is normally based in Wellington because of the basin. Uh, it's a cafe Cafe culture, so a lot of coffee, a lot of brunches, and also um, a heck of a lot of restaurants. Always, people Wellington always eating out every night of the week, and there's a lot of burgers and and stuff to choose from. So, crack on with that. Also, it's quite a small city, so it's quite condensed. It's got a city beach, so you could probably walk everywhere. We got a car in the end because we wanted to go other places, but we didn't need it for Wellington. Um, so we just kind of walked to work, walk back, walk everywhere. Um the car was useful to go into like Miramar and Seatown, Seitoon, towards the airport, got some hikes up there, but and you can drive around to the other headlands a bit further on, um, which is which is decent as well. But um you don't need a car, so yeah, you can walk around in Wellington. Uh just on the car briefly, we bought out for a thousand dollars, so you can really get a a fifteen, twenty year old car, reliable, uh probably Japanese. A $1,000, and it got hit by a bus when it's parked on the side of the road. And in classic New Zealand style, they had no idea what to do. We still had four weeks left, I think, and we needed it, because I think Emma was actually driving at that point to her job. And Emma drove this car. This whole bumper was whipped off. Um, we think it's a bus. I don't see how else it could have been done. It wasn't like students or anything. It was just like, someone's like probably clipped it and pulled it off with a bus or a big vehicle. But... Yeah, they um, she drove it down to this garage and they said, "Yeah, yeah, we'll we'll tape it up. You don't worry about that." And then um, literally taped it up and said, "Yeah, just, just do it for three weeks and then claim your insurance." That's what we did and we got sixteen hundred dollars worth back in insurance. So more than what we pay for the car. Result. Um, but I would highly recommend the car. It is expensive in terms of petrol in New Zealand. It's ridiculous, but um, you're covered by insurance instantly. Don't need extra. week. Um, but we paid seven dollars a month extra for fully calm. Um, comparing that to the Canada, here it's like 160, dollars so there you go, a month. Uh, what else? Got great viewpoints either side, as I said, it's raised either side of the mountains, so you can get um, get hiking up there and get some viewpoints of the city. Uh, quite an outdoorsy place, you've got the beaches, etc. Um, and also it's got some cool, um, independent places, so cinemas are quite popular there. We love the lighthouse cinema, which is um, in the thick, thick of the middle of um, Wellington and it's got like an independent vibe so unbelievable seats we saw a few, few a few films there and then the embassy is pretty cool as well to go and visit as a cinema um, but as a whole great place to live, always always ranked in the top 10 in the world, places to live in terms of lifestyle, um, no real downturns apart from the odd earthquake and a bit of wind, so if you can deal with that uh, you'll be fine I'm coming towards the end of the podcast now um, and as you know, I love a quote. But before I get to the quote, yeah, i just going to summarise New Zealand, really. It's an unbelievable place uh, in terms of scenery, ease of travel. Roads are great. No one on them. There's no one in New Zealand. It's, what, four, four and a half million people, most of them in Auckland. Um, so crack on with that. Like it's, it's the same side of the road if you're from the UK. Um, easy to rent or buy a car. Bit of deer on the petrol side um but if you've not got too much time constraint you can really go and see some spots that are not in the lonely planet guide so um, i want to wrap up with the yeah, air that's just a, a great place to visit just get out there it's a long flight if you're from the uk but it'd be definitely worth it um i would recommend q experience if you're a bit younger campervan if you're a bit older um see both north and south island i think personally my favorite is the south island i think it's generally the go with most people but North Island's got some great spots as well. So crack on with that. Um, you earn great money in New Zealand. Um, it's great for temping there. It's way better than anyone else I've experienced, apart from Australia, of course. But it's better than Canada, better than UK. And probably better than most places because a lot of people go there to work as a temp. So um, crack on with that. You probably get just one admin job, I reckon between uh, 26 to $33 an hour, I reckon. Maybe $25 an hour. Um, to 33, but that's in the ballpark that you're going to get, so plenty of time to work and save and uh, the people in New Zealand are great as well, Kiwis are awesome, um, very chill people, um, there's not that many of them, but um, when you go to those little towns in the North I- and South Island, yeah, they just love the locals, they love seeing backpackers or people just coming to invest in their in their calves and their communities, so um, I'm going to finish with that uh, my quote today it's by Simon Reeve. I guess you guys know Simon Reeve. And here's what he says about the world. We are often sold a vision of the world as a dangerous and frightening place. In reality, the world is friendly and astonishingly hospitable. I've probably said before, 99% of the people will have a beer with you and talk about, I don't know, whatever life experiences, places they recommend to go and do and see. And also, it's just created by the media. So... Um, Don't be scared to get out there. Yeah, that's my podcast today. Thanks for listening. Um, Get to New Zealand when you can. I look forward to hearing about your adventures. Stay safe and catch you later. Bye. Thank you for listening to my Winginet podcast today. You can check out my website, jameshammond.org for all the links to all the platforms for your podcasts, including Apple Podcasts, Google and Spotify. There's also a newsletter sign up on my homepage for twice a week newsletters where I talk all things travel of my last 10 years there's a contact form on the homepage for you to get in contact for anything you want me to discuss to do with travelling please check out my YouTube channel Winging It Podcast where I release weekly content all answers this podcast and some live reaction don't forget to check out my Instagram page James Hammond Travel where I post daily about my last 10 years of travelling travelling and more travelling finally please rate the podcast I really appreciate it if you can rate it Leave some comments and i love to read them. Stay safe, happy listening, happy reading and be inspired.